Hey now, if you're new here, I am a veteran when it comes to struggling with anxiety and overwhelm. Sometimes I have to navigate just one at a time, but many times it's both. I remember entering that fight or flight mode and depending on the circumstance, just found myself having an internal meltdown. Today, I'm sharing with you a recent experience and exactly how to have the peace that surpasses all understanding Get out of that fight or flight mode as a Christian woman and really walk in confidence so that you aren't stuck in this cycle, you aren't stuck in this moment that just feels so heavy and you can have true freedom. So I will be digging into a little bit of scripture today. I hope you have your Bible because we're going to be talking through a few verses that I think you'll want to highlight. You ready? Let's do it. Listening to Her Renewed Strength, the podcast, a place where you, my sisters in Christ, are encouraged to walk by faith and equipped to live well, steward well, and set your minds on eternity. I'm your host, Erica Diaz Castro, your Jesus loving Puerto Rican life coach. If you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm, if you're ready to do more of what you love, create more space for the things and people that matter most, and better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with? If you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party, and let's dig into today's episode. So I have been homeschooling my daughter for the last let's call it four months. Right now we're in October and I think the biggest change in this transition into homeschooling is that we joined a community and I get to be around other children who are her age. And I know I've talked about this before, so if you haven't listened to any episode about this, I'm going to give you a quick debrief on what this looks like. She is one of, I want to say six children, and those children range in age from two to five, even six years old in her class. Not all children are there to learn. Some are siblings, but because we, the parents, are there, any younger siblings are going to tag along. And so I'm around really young children all that morning. It's once a week. We are together for about four hours, maybe three. And I find myself being very overwhelmed, or at least in the beginning, I was very, very overwhelmed to the point that I didn't know if I was going to be able to continue showing up and doing this with my daughter. And I'm like, you know, I know that this is for her better, you know, future and for the things that are important to us for her, her growth, her development, her education, her ability to be in community with other kids who have similar values. But what I wasn't really banking on was being around children who are parented by people who have different parenting styles, children who have a lot of really big emotions, a lot of tantrums or like moments of explosion. And so many in succession have, have, I've learned, triggered anxiety for me and overwhelm many times. So sometimes I'm having like internal 
anxiety attacks, it feels like. Like I literally just have to stop moving and sit and kind of like get my my emotions together, you know? And I have found that the biggest challenge for me is being able to remember to pray in those moments. And at the beginning, I was trying to coach myself, which is not a good practice, especially if you struggle with anxiety in any way, shape, or form, clinical or not. And what I found was that as I was praying about it more in my own quiet time, as I was seeking the Lord about it, there were opportunities I remembered when I could have come to him in that moment and been like, this is really hard. Can you take this? But I didn't. I chose to act in my own strength, you know? So what I've shifted into doing now is praying through those moments so that I don't lose it, not because the kids are doing anything wrong, they're just being kids, but because a lot of sound and a lot of activity around me happening simultaneously without a real break is very challenging for me. Now, I really tip my hat to the moms and the dads and even the people who don't have children who can be around that, especially in a setting when you're trying to keep the attention of little children, teach them, instruct them, right? It's actually given me a deeper appreciation for all the teachers in my life and for the people who poured into me when I was a young person, when I was a little girl. So I started to wonder what exactly is helping me to now have more peace in those times. Because I have gotten feedback from other moms who are observing me interact with the, the children. And, you know, a couple of the children are sometimes kind of not under my care, but I'm helping out in in just redirecting them and, and responding to their needs. And what other moms have noticed in me is that I'm composed. I look like I have it together. I respond with compassion. And to be honest, it has taken bringing all of this to the Lord over and over and over again for that to happen. So I want to walk through kind of a a process with you in this episode to better understand what we're talking about. I'm going to be defining terms, anxiety, overwhelm, and looking at scripture to guide the conversation today. So if you have your Bible, now would be a really good time to take it out. And we're going to start in Philippians chapter four. Now, I did do a full study on the book of Philippians throughout September. So if you haven't checked out the Bible study series, I recommend checking it out. We did one chapter a week. And while we didn't dive too deeply into every verse, there are some key verses that I spent a little more time on. And this verse in particular that I'm looking at today, verses six and seven, I did spend a little more time on these verses in the episode where I covered chapter four. Now, I do have a ver- uh, an episode on this particular passage and I am going to post a blog. We're going to start blogging y'all. So look out for the blog. Uh, We're going to be posting a link to that particular episode in the blog for this topic. So look out for that. I'll be emailing that out to Renovada newsletter recipients. So if you're not on the newsletter list, make sure that you head to herrenewstrength.com to join us. So I'm going to read from six to seven, and then I'm going to talk through peace because I I got curious about what that word actually means in the original language. It starts, do not be anxious about anything, 
but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that's Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Now, what does that mean? I looked up the original word, and you can do this by going to blueletterbible.org. You're going to type in the verse that you want, and then you would click on interlinear concordance. I have a full training on this inside of the community. Head to herrenewedstrength.com forward slash community, and then you're going to click on guide number two. And I have like a Bible study resource guide there for you, including a tutorial on how to use Blue Letter Bible. So I looked at the interlinear, interlinear concordance for this particular verse, and I clicked on the word for peace. The transliteration is irene. I believe that's correct. And it means the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and content with its early lot of whatever, whatsoever sort that is. So in other words, <laughs> it sounds super smart. This is a word that is describing the tranquil state of a person's soul, whose soul is assured of its salvation through Christ. So it doesn't fear anything from God and it's content with whatever the Lord has given them on this earth. And that is absolutely what the Lord has given me. He's given me that kind of peace. Now, if you look at in blueletterbible.org, you'll see that it actually gives you a number of different definitions because it outlines the biblical usage of that particular word. And it might be used a little differently in different passages. I scrolled all the way down and I looked at where Philippians 4, 6 is, 4, 6 and 7 are referenced at the bottom and what that best definition might be. And that definition that I provided to you is the one that was linked to Philippians 4, 7. And so I started to wonder, what is anxiety in the original language? right? If Paul is saying, do not be anxious about anything, and I know that peace is the opposite of that, and I have a definition for peace, I was thinking what the definition might be for anxiety. And so in Philippians 4, 6, Paul says, do not be anxious about anything. That word anxious, the transliteration is merimneal. I would bet like a hundred bucks that I'm not saying that correctly, and that's going to be okay. But it means to be troubled with cares. The King James Version translation actually says, be careful for nothing, right? So don't be consumed with those cares. And I started to think about the times when I'm around these kids and what I care about so much is basically a lower volume, right? Opportunities to just kind of hear my own thoughts as if my thoughts are so important. And in other areas of my life, this desire to be in control. And it's like so revealing of my heart. It really tells the true tale of where my heart is, which is not so great, frankly. And I'm just talking about me, but if this resonates for you or if you feel convicted, you know, we're in this together. We're not, you're not the only person, obviously. I'm out here sharing about how I struggle with these things. And that word anxious, do not be anxious when it's telling us to not be troubled with cares about these things, about anything, right? But instead 
by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, bring it to the Lord. So that's a really important key takeaway that I hope is landing for you. Now, I wanted to understand what overwhelm means because I do get overwhelmed and I'm like, is the Bible really referencing it in that way? And frankly, the word overwhelm only came up in one verse and it wasn't even what we would use as a definition for overwhelm. So when I say overwhelm, the Oxford Dictionary definition is what I'm thinking, which means bury or drown beneath a huge mass or to defeat completely. And overwhelm for me in those moments is feeling like the pressure of the environment is actually putting me in a place where I feel unsafe or I feel uneasy. And it led me to remember 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, which says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And cast means to literally throw, like launch it at him. I have a different podcast episode back probably a year ago, maybe longer, that really dug into 1 Peter 5, 7. So I'll link that as well in the blog. Just be on the lookout once that blog post goes live. This is y'all holding me accountable now. I have to put out a blog, right? (laughs) So cast all your anxiety, all those cares on him because he cares for you. So it's almost like we're being told, don't care about that thing. It's not that important. And you can bring it to the one who does care about you you are the one who matters to the Lord. So all that said, how do you have peace that surpasses all understanding and get out of fight or flight mode, especially as a Christian woman, right? Like we want to honor the Lord with our actions, with our thoughts, with our intentions, with how we respond to things, right? And I have a three-step method that I talk about frequently is called the ARC method. And we're gonna use the ARC method to really help us, guide us in getting out of fight or flight mode when you feel anxious or overwhelmed. So the first step is to assess. We have to train ourselves to accurately assess the situations we're in. We cannot be so laser focused on the moments that we can't remember where those moments fall on the spectrum of what truly matters, which is our eternal salvation. In other words, we can't be so in our heads that we're focused on right now being more important than eternity because this moment, it's most likely not going to matter in eternity. We have to be able to zoom out and answer the question, will this matter in five minutes? Will it matter in five days, five weeks, five months, five years? How about in eternity? Is it going to matter? The second step is to release. And we're told to not give care about anything, right? Don't be anxious about anything. So do not give so much care to things that don't matter in eternity. Instead, release them to the Lord. Give them over to the Lord. Literally throw them down at the feet of Jesus. Cast your anxieties on him. This means that you have to get down into that humble posture and stop being so wrapped up in your feelings for a second. And I'm serious. How do we do that? By praying out of that moment, praying through that moment and out of that moment. And a key phrase in Philippians 4, 6 is 
with Thanksgiving, so many times I think we're so stressed out about the moment that we fail to see what God is doing in that moment. We fail to see the things that we should be thanking him for. Paul says, count it all joy when we suffer. Why? Because it's through that suffering that endurance is produced and that endurance just deepens our faith, right? These are things to be thankful for. Who doesn't want to have a deeper faith when you're walking with the Lord? Now, that third step is to create. And I want to invite you to consider, I'm not saying this is the only thing you have to do or the the best thing to do, but I do want you to consider creating a new agreement with yourself before the Lord. You have to decide that you'll handle situations differently and commit to pursuing the Lord about those things from then on. It's a new habit and it'll absolutely change how you respond in those moments. The more you get in the habit of doing that, the more you practice that, the more freedom you will see over time. There will absolutely be good fruit that comes from that, right? You are reaping good fruit by sowing into those moments, a new habit, a new response. Now, that is all I have for you today. I hope that this is a helpful and practical way to approach these situations that feel like a lot, but are absolutely not the end of the world. And I am hoping that if you are wanting to grow in your faith, that if you are hoping and wanting a deeper relationship with the Lord, that you are registered for the 2023 Renewed Conference, which is absolutely free because it is going down in like two weeks. It's going to be amazing. There are 10 of us who are speaking over the course of five days. You'll have access to all of the sessions. We're doing this across three platforms. It's a very unique setup. And frankly, it's going to be a really life-changing experience. Several of us are fasting together. There's details on how to do that and, and when to do that once you register. And you get a whole swag bag, lots of goodies, free stuff, discount codes, all that. And it's going to be a really special week really, really special. So I hope that you are already registered. If you're not registered, head to herrenewedstrength.com forward slash conference. By registering for the conference, you actually get a $100 off coupon for On Heaven's Timeline, which is the Christ-centered productivity playbook that will help you get more done, stop stressing about your schedule, and have time for what matters. So go register right now. Do it, do it, do it. And if not, it's okay. I hope that I see you on the next episode of Her Renewed Strength, the podcast. I love you guys. I'll see you soon. Bye. Hey, sister girl. If you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show. Oh, and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group Bible study, upcoming events, free courses and other services, head to herrenewedstrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider. You'll get my weekly top five extra tips and bonuses. I'll see you on the inside.